Welcome to the Field Talk Podcast from the Linder Farm Network. I'm your host, Dan Lemke. Nitrogen is a vital nutrient for corn production, but it can be problematic if it's lost to the environment through groundwater or volatilization. A multi-year study supported by the Minnesota Corn Research and Promotion Council is underway at the Southwest Research and Outreach Center in Lamberton, headed up by University of Minnesota professor Fabian Fernandez. We all know that nitrogen is very important for corn production and uh, we also know that when we apply nitrogen we can produce some negative environmental impacts and so this study what we're really interested in looking at is optimizing nitrogen management for corn so we can produce as much corn as we can with as little nitrogen as we need and minimize the environmental impact. And so we're trying to understand where the kind of sweet point is between, you know, optimizing production, minimizing environmental impact. And so we are looking at agronomic uh, aspects of uh, nitrogen. So looking at corn yield, nitrogen uptake by the crop. And uh, on the other side, we are also looking at the environmental uh, measurements. Things like nitrous oxide emissions, ammonia emissions and nitrate leaching below the, uh, the root zone through the tile lines. And so all of the, those different components uh, combined allows us to have a better picture of, you know, what, what, dra- what benefits and drawbacks are there for uh, nitrogen management. Fernandez says there are a range of factors that can lead to nitrogen loss. Nitrogen loss to the environment is directly related to weather conditions. And so we are looking constantly at uh, soil moisture, soil temperature, as well as uh, precipitation, air temperature, because all of that impacts how well nitrogen is used both by the crop or loss to the environment. And so um, one of the really important things about this project that is actually very unique to you would think that there, there has been research done like this many times and that's not the case. This is a very unique study actually where we are combining the agronomic and all these different lost pathways of nitrogen in one study so that we can kind of have this true complete picture. Um, one of the important things is that all of these things don't happen in a vacuum, they're all interconnected. And so being able to study them all at the same time, in the same location, under the same conditions is very important because then you can start getting a better idea of what's happening to that nitrogen. You know, if, if it's taken up by the crop, how much is being taken up? If there is leftover, how much is leftover? And how is it lost to the environment? Or is it lost to the environment? Does it stay in the soil? Does it get leached out? Does it go off to the atmosphere? Those kinds of uh, questions and and, uh, uh, points are the things that we are really trying to to understand through this study. The end goal of the research project is to find the sweet spot where plant needs are met, but the environment isn't negatively impacted. That's correct. So we all need agricultural production. There is no arguing about that. We all need the products that come from agriculture, but we also need the environment. We, you know, we cannot dispute against one or the other. We need both. And so trying to optimize production while minimizing the environmental impact is the key goal of what we are doing here in this project. So that when we apply this to a larger scale, to a farm size and to the state or more, 
uh, we'll be able to have these outcomes. You know, we, we look at this research and maybe it's like, well, we reduce, I don't know, let's say nitrous oxide by three pounds per acre. Doesn't seem like a large number, but you multiply that across the landscape and it's a huge number and it has huge environmental impacts. And so if we can figure out how much we need to apply so that we minimize how much is lost, then we have real wins. Um, the other thing too that I think is very important uh, out of this project is that, you know, there, there are people out there that, uh, will not be satisfied with any, any loss, nitrogen loss to the environment. Well, that's unrealistic. There is what I call the cause of doing business. There will be some loss regardless of what we do. I mean, in this particular project, we are using the best possible, best, uh, best management practices that are out there so that we are ensuring that we are minimizing the potential for loss. What we are trying to do is dial in what the nitrogen rate would be, uh, where again, we optimize production, minimize the environmental impact. But I think one key uh, outcome of this project is that it will allow us to understand that even if we are doing best management practices, even when we are optimizing production, there will be some nitrogen loss. And understanding how much it is, it's important because with that information, then we can figure out, okay, if protecting the environment against the whatever loss is happening uh, is really important, we can put a dollar sign to it and say, you know, this is how much it costs to the environment to have that additional nitrogen. And on the other hand, we can say, okay, this is how much I produce. Let's say that the, the case is that we need to reduce nitrogen by whatever amount then we can put a dollar amount to that too and say, okay, if we reduce nitrogen by this much, this is the reduction in yield that the farmer will have, and this is the cost. And on the other side, that reduction in nitrogen rate will improve environmental uh, considerations by this much. And so we can start again, putting these numbers into, into our decisions so we can have informed decisions. Having multiple years of data is valuable in determining recommendations. Yeah, so as you said, the, these studies actually take quite a while typically to get a true picture. I mean, we, we know what we know for each growing season. And interestingly, we started this study two years ago. The last few years have been really dry. Uh, one, as I mentioned, one of the components we have there is drainage. And there was hardly any drainage, which is very uh, unusual for, for this part of the state. We normally have quite a bit of drainage, especially early in the spring, later in the fall. Well, the last few years was not the case. Uh, but I also noticed that, and as I mentioned before, all of these uh, components of the nitrogen cycle are interrelated. And so um, in, in general, you know, if we talk about general conclusions, we see that uh, there are these feedback mechanisms where maybe we minimize the loss by nitrate leaching in a dry year, but we increase the amount of ammonia volatilization that we are seeing. Um, or in years where maybe we got enough rain to incorporate nitrogen into the profile, we minimize ammonia volatilization losses. But now because uh, there is a lot of moisture in the soil, we increase uh, denitrification and nitrous oxide emissions. And so all of these things, uh, again, are very interrelated. And so understanding each growing season is different and understanding what factors impact these different loss mechanisms as well as 
utilization of nitrogen by the crop can help us understand better how to manage nitrogen on, under different conditions, under different growing season conditions. Every growing season is different, but Fernandez says the multi-year study should help researchers and farmers gain a better understanding of potential outcomes under various conditions. So, you know, every, every growing season is different. And um, while we try to target nitrogen applications to optimize production, minimize the environmental impact, the reality is that by the time we need to make the final decision on nitrogen, even if we are using best management practices and saying, you know, instead of applying 100% of our nitrogen before we plant, let's apply just a little bit to get the crop going. And then depending on how the season is progressing, we apply additional nitrogen in season. But ultimately, by the time we have to make that last application, we still have a huge number of days ahead of us that we have no idea what is going to happen. And that was actually the case the last few growing seasons where we had pretty extreme drought or very dry conditions. I, I don't know if it was necessarily a complete drought, but it was dry. And um, so we apply nitrogen. We expected to have adequate uptake of that nitrogen, and that was not the case. The yields were reduced substantially, uh, and the nitrogen was applied already. We had to make that decision at some point. We could not wait too much longer into the season. And even if you wait until the very last time that you can apply nitrogen where the plant, we know that you know by tassel, it's too late to apply nitrogen. Even if you wait until right before that time, you still have a really long period of time where you know drought or excess rain can really change what happens. And I think... Again, having all of these components being measured at the same time in the same study um, are very important because then they allow us to understand, okay, under these conditions, under these given conditions, this is the typical outcomes that you can expect, both in terms of crop production and in terms of the environmental component. You know, As I mentioned earlier, um, we are not going to reduce nitrogen loss to zero. Uh, that would be... No, no crop production ever, you know, uh, and even then there is in, in nature, there is nitrogen loss to the environment. So, um, th so that's not realistic, but understanding these feedback mechanisms and what happens under given conditions can allow us to have that information to, be to make better informed decisions, you know, the next growing season or when we look at weather forecasts and things like that, we can say, okay, under these conditions, this is typically what's going to to look like, and we can adjust uh, management that way. Zach Onerud is the graduate student working on the project in Lamberton. For the past two summers and this summer, we've been looking at the whole nitrogen cycle in cornfields. We're trying to measure nitrate leaching, nitrous oxide emissions, ammonia volatilization, taking a lot of plant and soil samples to measure nitrogen in its various forms, and we're trying to put all that together and figure out where all the nitrogen's going in the system. So how much is being uptaken by the crop, how much is staying in the soil, how much is going down into the groundwater and in the drain tiles, and how much is being lost to the atmosphere. Anirud conducts rigorous testing and sampling to get accurate data. Absolutely. So I think our coolest thing that we do is nitrous oxide emissions. We have a laser analyzer that I connect up to a lid, and we just have chambers in the soil, almost like a cake pan with no bottom. And you push that into the soil, and 
Every morning I go around and I put the lid down that's connected to the analyzer and we measure nitrous oxide flux into the atmosphere under that lid. And I do that for five minutes for every single plot every morning. And adding all those emissions up at the end of the year, we can figure out the cumulative emissions of nitrous oxide. Um, another method we have to measure ammonia emissions or vol volatilization is uh, we have these acid traps. If you just want to picture a foam or a sponge, we put some acid in that and put it right above the soil and what's coming out of the soil for ammonia gets trapped in that foam and then I go to the lab and extract it and we measure it and able to see the cumulative emissions of ammonia after fertilization events. So I apply those after our pre-plant fertilization and then our side dress at V6 corn growth stage. And lastly for nitrate, we have automated groundwater sampling systems. So when I have water flowing in my tiles, they drain directly into buckets and those are pumped out so I can measure the flow, how much water is drained, and then I measure the nitrate in the lab and then we're able to put a cumulative load as well as a flow weighted tile average of nitrate so you can get a picture of what's usually flowing in the tiles and then what is the actual load at the end of the season for the cumulative nitrate leaching. The research and analysis isn't yet complete, but observations show that more nitrogen doesn't automatically equate to better yields. What we're finding a lot, especially with studies in the past and now, when you're finding that economic optimum nitrogen rate, after that rate, yields really plateau. So applying more fertilizer isn't necessarily gonna get you a higher yield. And in that case, it's kind of a lose-lose for the farmer and the environment because the farmer's not getting any higher yield, so he's losing money because he's applying more fertilizer. But the environment is also gonna see a substantial increase in losses with those higher nitrogen rates past the economic optimum. And that's really the, the stuff that we're trying to figure out here in this study is where is that optimum rate and then that range of how much more money is he gonna lose applying more or less after that economic optimum nitrogen rate. So I just know past that rate, it really is a lose-lose and we're trying to find the win-win for the farmer and the environment. Thanks for joining us for this Field Talk podcast. Find more podcasts at linderfarmnetwork.com and get the latest in farm news and market information from your local LFN affiliate.